0: You're listening to Women in Construction, the podcast. Brought to you by OnSite, Rock to Road, Crane & Hoist, and Canadian Consulting Engineer Magazine. This episode is brought to you with the support of John Deere, providing application expertise, a complete line of earth-moving equipment, the industry's leading range of precision OEM-grade management solutions, excellent parts availability, and the proactive machine health benefits of John Deere Connected Support, your John Deere dealer has everything you need to run your world. Visit JohnDeere.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. This is David Kennedy, the editor of Onsite Magazine. I'm here today with Alexandra Oldford of Ellis Don. Alex, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Alex is currently working at Ellis Don's Rutherford Go Station job site just north of Toronto, where she's the communications liaison in charge of neighbourhood outreach for anything related to construction on the new station. We'll hear more about Alex and the projects, but with International Women's Day and Women in Construction Week having just passed, we're also here to discuss women in construction and how the industry in Canada can do a better job making the construction more welcoming. To catch you up on the numbers, last year, women made up 13% of the total construction workforce and just 4.7% of on-site staff, according to BuildForce Canada. So there's a lot of room for improvement. Alex, to get us started, can you give us a quick snapshot of your career in construction?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a relative newcomer to the industry. I joined Ellis Don just over two years ago. Um, I studied civil engineering, but ended up pursuing a different career path straight out of the school, and then found that my interests were actually more aligned with uh, what I had actually studied in the first place. So I started my career with Ellis Dawn um, basically by reaching out uh, to some of the staff or contacts that I could find you know, through your typical internet search, and ended up joining our civil team in January 2018. Um, so I started with the team. I was bringing over skill sets in proposal management, project management, and basically transitioned that into a role at our head office.
0: Right. And was there anything about Ellis Dawn in particular that made you uh, want to reach out to them?
1: Absolutely. I had a couple friends that were still obviously working in the industry from when I had studied at school um, and I knew that they had a really great reputation and were getting a lot of really cool jobs uh, through a few big successful wins that we had they had recently. Um, so... From that, I reached out to Jody Becker, who is one of our senior VPs at the company, and just got a really great first impression of the company, of the culture, and of what they were looking for. So I was someone coming to the table with um, a different set of skill sets than you might expect from the construction industry, but I found that that's exactly what they were looking for. Um, they are really focused on culture and on being able to transfer uh, strengths to what is a very dynamic industry these days.
0: Great, and um, obviously said you said uh, you spent a couple of years after school uh, pursuing uh, different jobs. Um, was there anything uh, that sort of drew you back to construction? Did you have you know early experiences in the industry that made it, made you want to uh, get back to construction?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, my initial interest to study engineering came from your your typical, you know, childhood that liked to play with Lego, was good at math, loved problem solving, was kind of creative and loved craft, and it seemed like a natural fit um, for my academic studies. Um, I think, though, what drew me back to it after a few years, um, I was doing management consulting before that, was really noticing that the stuff that I was interested in um, from my first kind of goal of my career was what was actually happening in practice in the construction industry. So while I could talk about infrastructure and the strategy behind it, I really loved the idea of getting back into um, seeing how projects get built and seeing them through to execution and be able to really just say, you know, I was a part of building that. Um, so that's kind of what drew me back.
0: Right. And it sounds like, uh, you know, a big part of that is uh, you were actually interested uh, with uh, being on site.
1: Yeah, that's something that came um, up probably just a few months ago. Um, I was working at head office. Um, I think it's something that goes kind of missed when you're looking at career opportunities uh, when you're younger, is that there's so much that goes into uh, making a construction company or general contractor operate. Uh, So I got familiar with the industry, kind of working at our head office and being involved in pre-construction advisory and bid management, Um, and from there was able to get into design management, which um, kind of bridges between uh, head office and site, between our design teams and our construction teams, and then from there moved on to a site role, just wanting to kind of roll up my sleeves and really see how how projects are getting built. Um, I think it's an important skill set, and it was something that I knew uh, I wanted to get to advance my career with Ellison.
0: Right. And um, as we've said, uh, you're currently a communications liaison at, uh, for the Rutherford GO station, uh, which I believe is a Metrolinx project um, just outside uh, Toronto and Vaughan. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about the job?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the Metrolinx project is looking to uh, expand and improve on the two-way service. So we've got an expansion into two tracks, and we're currently building a new um, station and a six-story parking garage, as well as a new platform. So it's um, a really exciting job, it's an active station, so we're doing all that work with live um, trains and commuters in the neighbourhoods very much uh, surrounding us. So it's really neat from that perspective to see, you know, everything that comes together.
0: And uh, what does, uh, you know, a typical uh, day in your shoes look like?
1: I think, um, you know, it's different every day, but I spend a a part of my day basically getting up to speed on what's going on on site, so making sure that um, I'm able to understand the construction that we're doing and foresee any potential impacts or or notices that we want to give to customers, to commuters, to the neighbourhood. So I'll spend a good part of my day in construction meetings, chatting with our staff um, and basically getting them to brief me on what activities they see coming down the pipeline. Um, and then the other part of my day would be putting together briefs and communication notices to support our client and our, you know our community and our customers and getting that notification out. Um, another kind of interesting part is that with Ella's Dawn, they're really good at letting you lean into your interests, and so they'll encourage you to get involved with whatever you can while you're out on site to learn as much as you can, so I find that you know, I can get involved with various activities and bring that back to understanding construction, which
0: kind of makes it full circle. Mm, that sounds great. So one of the things too, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, with uh, women currently making up just, uh, just under 5% of onsite staff, do you find, uh, do you find um, yourself uh, when you're on the job site uncomfortable at all uh, with the atmosphere or is it just kind of business as usual and uh, you know, everybody's uh, willing to work together?
1: Yeah, it's definitely um, a refreshing environment, much different than you might anticipate. Um, you know, everybody does come and work together, and I think that there's a lot of, you know, awareness and, and consideration for uh, wanting to diversify workplaces, but that the people on site are just really supportive, um, it's not a big deal to them, and you just become part of the team. Um, it is something that obviously you, you set the stats yourself you you know that that's something we need to work on, but I think that it's um, not an impact to the day to day engagement that you have with your colleagues
0: Right, and it's so it's, you wouldn't say you know you're you feel like you're treated differently in any way.
1: No, I absolutely wouldn't say that I'm treated differently.
0: Great. um so maybe just to get to, to this point in your career, can you point to a few of the you know the different obstacles you've you've faced along the way?
1: Yeah, I think that for me, um, one of the more notable challenges that I would identify was really, like I said, I was coming um, from outside the industry and didn't necessarily have that confidence or feel equipped to be joining the industry. Um, but I, when I first joined Ellis Dawn, and of course still to this day, that I worked alongside some really great people and was able to watch and, and kind of learn from how that they were engaging uh, with my colleagues and how they would talk about construction. And so what I realized was that, um, you know, asking simple questions was actually a really productive way to challenge the team to come up with better ideas and that, you know, uh, the construction industry isn't what it used to be. You know, we're looking for a diverse set of skill set perspectives and that's really key to executing and winning um, important jobs. So I have to realize that some of the challenges that I see are actually part of the reason that um, I was hired, right? They they know that I can catch up and they're there to support me while I do that.
0: Right. And it sounds like uh, people are sort of looking for a different perspective on things as well, instead of just uh, having that bit of tunnel vision where, uh, you know, you have somebody who's been in the construction industry for 30, 40 years. Uh, a fresh perspective is always nice to have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I I really rely on the expertise that we have with so many people that have been in this industry for a really long time, um, but I notice how quickly they uh, jump on board to help mentor and teach the younger staff. And I think that, you know, from my experiences, whenever you can teach something to somebody else, it makes you both better too, right? So it's a really good uh, mix of experience levels and um, ideas that come to the table.
0: Right. And uh, though I know you've only uh, been with Ellis a couple of years, um, would you say um, the treatment of women uh, on job sites or even in administrative roles has changed at all over the last couple of years? Have you seen a shift take place?
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I haven't been with Ellis too long, but from the moment I joined, it felt like such a positive work environment. And I say that genuinely. Um, you know, I've been working for five years before that, and it is a good shift to see um, overall as our culture kind of changes towards these conversations. Um, I do think that I've seen, even within the two years, Ellison really makes strides to uh, talk about diversity and, you know, encouraging women to join the industry even more than when I first joined. Um, we did a really kind of well-put-together, uh, you know, I guess campaign, what I would call it last year, but Ellison did an inclusive diversity study where they looked introspectively at what they are doing, what their stats are, and what they can do better, and also did um, a company-wide training on diversity and gender in a way that was um, really meaningful, where they had people from our company talking about the issues. And so it really, to me, was a fresh take on how to encourage conversations and to take away that feeling of it being a challenge to talk about, right? So kind of normalizing those conversations more than we had um, even when I first joined.
0: And it, that's something you're you're seeing more and more day-to-day, I guess, that uh, people are a little bit more willing to engage on topics that may be a little bit uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've noticed um, with the great group of men that work around me is how many of them, are talking about these issues at home they're talking about them with their colleagues and with their friends and they're bringing those conversations to the workplace so I'll hear um, a lot of the men I work with say oh I chatted about that with my wife and she gave me a really good idea on this or you know so and so told me about their story and so I'm seeing that um, what we're seeing in society is bleeding through and vice versa and to me that's a really important uh, step to making sure that we're, we're talking about this honestly and that it's, it's a conversation
0: and I know, uh, so in previous role with Elliston I know that uh, you were working as the design manager for the Canadian Pavilion uh, in Dubai for Expo 2020, um, maybe can you share a little bit about that experience?
1: It's a really neat project, it's something um, that Elliston won with a collaboration between our team in Dubai and our team in Canada. Uh, so the Canadian side for the design build, we have a team of architects, of designers, and of experts in cultural public presentation space, as well as design and uh, building or construction partners in Dubai. So my role was to manage the design for that project. Um, When we kicked off, we were predominantly working in Canada with our team of designers, and then it was also my job to transition that to the team in Dubai to make sure that uh, You know, we were meeting the expectations of our Canadian client here, giving them a great building and also um, making sure that it met the standards and codes of the Expo 2020 um, standards. So it was a really uniquely interesting job, um, something that is really high profile and it's something that we're, you know, across the company really excited to participate in.
0: And it sounds like a pretty complex project having to uh, juggle a lot of different people and especially uh, in completely different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the time zone uh, difference is a challenge. It's uh, something that we kind of really leaned heavily on our strengths in both Canada and Dubai as that was done, as well as our pre-existing partnerships that we had with our designers. And, you know, we had a really great relationship with our client to be able to make decisions in as real time as we could and make sure that we're um, communicating effectively across what was ended up being three time zones. So it, it definitely adds an extra layer uh, to the project, um, but I think that all in all, it, it's going to be a really uh, exciting building to see go up.
0: Great. Right. Exciting. So looking back to Canada, as someone who spent a decent amount of time on job sites in the last couple of years, what changes do you think are still needed for women to continue taking on a larger role in construction?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a tough question, right? Because you just get the stats at the top of this uh, conversation. And, you know, we're making improvements. Um, I don't think anyone that you speak to in our industry and at Ellison is going to say that all the answers are sorted, right? Um, and I don't think anyone's under the impression that the status quo is going to gradually change um, the, the reality of it, right? I think that, um, like I said, seeing the conversations that people are engaging in, the awareness of people around me that were really taking it seriously. Um, I'm really encouraged by seeing how programs and initiatives for younger women to enter the STEM field are really popping up. Um, one of the ones that kind of I became aware of recently is that Ellis Don is major supporter of Build the Dream. So that organization encourages young women to explore traditionally male-dominated industries. So that could be in STEM, in emergency response, um, you know various different roles. Um, This organization they host Career Discovery Expos. They invite young women and girls with their parents to come kind of figure out what careers they can pursue. It's something that really I either didn't know about or wasn't there when I was younger and I I love that these organizations are normalizing these careers for young women and for their, their family units that were having conversations at an earlier age
0: right well, and I guess uh, yeah well especially as you mentioned earlier being somebody who uh, you know like to like to build things and, you, and like to uh, do math and stuff like that as as a younger person then uh, I can imma- I can imagine uh, it certainly it would have been nice back then
1: yeah yeah and I think if I could reflect on kind of the I would say that when we look at encouraging young women to enter the industry we're, we're doing all the right things we're getting there on that um, and I think that there's still a conversation to be had about seeing women in of that mid-career and leadership spaces, um, because I think that that's where you get your role models from, right? So I know that it's top of mind for a lot of organizations and fellows don't like to to encourage women and to um, make sure that they have all the opportunities that they can to advance in their careers. Um, So I think that we're at a point where we're realizing that the advice is not necessarily geared towards what women can do to be part of the larger role, but it's to look at the system as a whole and how can everybody do their part to encourage uh, women and young women to advance in the industry and stay in the industry. Um, You know, I think it's important when we think of things like mentorship to not only encourage women to seek mentors, but encourage men to seek out female mentors and, and start those conversations and normalize them since they're looking at their own career growth as well, right?
0: Right. Definitely makes sense. I know, and one of the things you mentioned in there um, was uh, retainment as well. Uh, so we like to focus a lot on recruitment and simply getting people into the industry. Um, but one of the things that's often overlooked is that uh, turnover and instruction is actually quite high. Um, are there? Have you seen uh, throughout your time, uh, you know, women come and go fairly quickly, um, just not comfortable with the situation they're put in at times?
1: You know what? I have to say, honestly, that hasn't been what I've seen um, from from my time so far in the industry. Um, I I don't know, I don't want to speak to say that that hasn't happened for other women, right? Because I think that could be the case, um, look, industry-wide. But it is a really important conversation that you need to think about the women that could have been there and aren't because they've either changed career paths or had something else come up. And I think that it's really important to keep tabs on that and think, uh, you know, why aren't we growing women into these roles? Um, and those conversations really do require some self-reflection, but I, I don't think that it's um, going unnoticed uh, within the industry right now. I think that there's a really big focus on both kind of the mid- to high-level professionals. Um, I see that with the networks that we're supporting and as well as kind of the conversations that we're having internally and the, the opportunities that are presented to women like me and other women at the same level of the careers as I am.
0: Definitely. And does somebody, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Women uh, currently make up about 13% of the total workforce, but just under 5% of on-site staff. As So it's somebody who's kind of been in both of those worlds. I know you mentioned you worked in head office for a while and are now working on-site. Is there anything that you mean sort of women should be looking at to sort of take that leap and uh, get out on-site?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's realizing that, you know... It's not it's not as intimidating as it looks from the outside, and I can say that from genuine experience that I you know didn't grow up on site in terms of my career. Um, I would say that when you get out there you realize how enthusiastic people are to answer your questions and that um, Any opportunity to learn kind of rounds out a skill set that you otherwise might miss the opportunity for. Um, I think it's good to reach out to other women that you know the few that have been out there and and hear their stories, and then reach out to the men that are on site, and you'll you'll get to know the teams there and and realize that there's really opportunities for um, for everyone.
0: Perfect. Um, Well. That's probably all the time we've got today. Alex, I really appreciate you uh, being here and sharing your insight on this topic.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's a really important subject, and I'm glad you guys are uh, covering it.
0: This is David Kennedy for Onsite Magazine. Thanks for listening. For more news, interviews, and insight on women in Canada's construction industry, visit women-in-construction.ca.